Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. This is your host, Kelsey, today. I'm here with Chris Godsold. He's the co-CEO at iVirtual Technologies, and we're excited to have him on the show today. Great to be here. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you too, Chris. So, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been involved in building organizations for the last sort of 27 to 30 years, ranging from health-oriented businesses to forestry technology to anatomical simulation. I've been building organizations since I was basically in my 20s. Um, and um, of the three that I built, two have been acquired and one is like 27 years old. The the organization that I'm building right now is by far the most ambitious thing that I've ever been involved with. And why do you say that? Well, because we're trying to tackle a fundamental question about how does your identity and how are your values and your personal uh, and private information distributed around the world through this sort of channel of consent? Um, and um, it's a fascinating space. And it's one that most people are somewhat aware of. Certainly, if you're in Europe, you're really aware of the idea that your data is being collected through this portal called cookie management, right? So you accept cookies and um, and you're actually entering into a legal contract for how your your data is, is going to be used, who it can be shared with. And in the United States and in Canada, I think most people are aware of of, of this uh, kind of cookie management process. But in the next year or so, I think we're all going to be here, going to be way more aware of it because the legislative framework for how this data is going to be collected, how, who can see it, it's all going to affect that banner that we see on websites when we when we go and uh, we, we either click, click accept all or we click reject all or, or we try to manage our cookie preferences. Mm -hmm. So iVirtual Technologies actually makes best-in-class software for making this process easier to use for, for uh, website visitors, making it compliant, legally compliant for website owners, and then eliminating this nonsense, which is that when you see these website banners pop up, who has time to read them? They're written by a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, my 16-year-old my daughter probably has entered into 20 of these agreements in the last 24 hours. She's not qualified to determine how her name, likeness, image, identity, and data can be used by third parties who can track her, right. who can develop profiles about her, how her private information can be sold. She is not qualified to do that. And governments know that. And they're starting to crack down on how this stuff occurs. So our whole vision was to create a software that users could easily navigate and create. In fact, we have a, a user-generated terms and conditions platform that is really the, the architecture and engine behind all of our products. And then we work with brands who, who aren't afraid of putting a branded cookie banner in front of you to say, you know, these things are complicated. You can agree to your terms and conditions now, but you can come back later and you can change them or you can set your terms and conditions based on your values profile. So there's a whole new dynamic way to achieve this really $30 billion question, which is how do you create meaningful consent mm -hmm. for the acquisition and distribution of private data? Um, all of our data goes through this moment of user consent. And there's only one kind of consent. It's meaningful consent, not implied consent, not consent that said, oh, I thought 
if I click this button, the if I don't agree to these terms and conditions for cookies, then the website won't work properly. Or, yeah. uh, you know, all of that is bogus. Mm-hmm. All of that was designed. In fact, m- most of the software that has been created was designed not for meaningful consent. It was designed for people to click accept. Mm-hmm. And um, brands know that people don't trust that stuff anymore. And the laws in Europe and Canada, the United States are saying you're not allowed to just ask somebody for consent and then imply that a website won't work properly or cookies make the, make the website perform better. That, that's just not true. And, and um, some cookies are incredibly useful and some cookies are incredibly invasive and you just can't ask people to accept them all. So we make software to make it easier for people and better for brands. Wow. So I, I'll be honest with you. I thought that cookies would affect how the, how the website worked. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I frankly had no idea that that, that, that did not impact the, the uh, user interface. So basically the way it works is that if you use cookies on your website that are functional cookies and they're truly functional cookies, they're designed to make the website work better for you. Mm-hmm. Then those cookies, you don't need consent for those, but there are specific technical requirements that describe what a, what a functional cookie is compared to what, say, a marketing or targeting cookie is. Right. A marketing or targeting cookie might live on your phone forever and it might track you and, 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 and sell uh, or collect information that is then sold about your geolocation, mm-hmm. about your behavior, about uh, all sorts of bits of information, which frankly might be important to uh, the way that products and services are designed for you, but you should have control over who gets to see that information, whether you trust the vendor that's actually accessing that information. So we're, we're taking a really complicated uh, idea, which is um, how are these uh, cookies installed on, on, on your phone, tablet, or computer? And how do you, how do you manage the process so that trusted suppliers access data and ones that are less trusted probably will only get functional cookies and they can't track you. And they certainly can't, shouldn't do it for kids. Like parents should have the ability to, to set up their cookie management preferences really easily. So we have a whole platform that allows uh, websites to have a responsible relationship with kids where parents can set up all, yeah, can set up a whole platform for whether or not you can track my, my kids or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thing that, uh, that, is maybe in Europe is just a little more advanced is that most people are aware in Europe that websites have an obligation to ask you for consent. Um, and, and just as recently as May, the European union ruled that you now have to offer website visitors a reject all button. So when you go to a website in Europe, it'll say accept manage or reject all. Well, guess what? 95% of people are doing. Accept all. Reject all. Reject all. But, yeah, because people don't Good. trust these things. Right, yeah. So in Europe, where they have a sophisticated understanding of this stuff, and they also know, look, I want to go to the website. I just want to use the website. Yeah. And it's and they, they are rejecting all the cookies. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of becoming like a, a, a problem now for, for, for websites that were dependent on tracking some data. Right. So we create, a, we create a solution for brands that allow them to um, instead of reject all to 
earn the trust of their uh, members. And that if you're a trusted brand, you can actually access things like marketing targeting cookies. We have a fashion brand in London, UK, for example, that's yeah. all sustainable fashion, member-driven organization, peer-to-peer marketing. So they have this really trusted environment. We can actually audit that trust. And so in that environment, that brand is accessing more targeting and advertising cookies. But with the old way of doing things, the way the law is set up, most people are just going to press the reject all button, which is sort of right. a nuclear bomb for data and just disappears. Right. So we think there's a better way. It's a better, it's a smarter, more dynamic way where brands are aligned with their users' um, trust-based preferences. Talk to me a little bit how a website can become one of your trusted websites. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, our, our software is it's uh, free for um, smaller brands um, and for uh, for nonprofit organizations, for companies that want to use our full branded experience, it's forty five dollars per month per domain, and it instantly makes those brands compliant with the laws in their jurisdiction, whether it's California, okay. whether it's you know Canada, where we're from, we're a Toronto based company in Canada, or whether you're anywhere in in in, the, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, next, once it's up and running on your uh, on your uh, website. It's you're using it the way you would any other consent management software, except that you can engage with your users and invite them to join a free privacy portal called You Own You, where they can join up and they can um, they can set their preferences. And that will include this trust score that ultimately will affect if you're a high trusted partner, it'll automatically change your uh, settings for cookies, allowing trusted brands to access better data and better relationships. Wow. Interesting. So what what makes you folks stand out? Well, the first and foremost thing is that these these cookie banners, brands hate them. The marketing people aren't involved. It's Mm -hmm. an IT decision. They look like insurance contracts Mm -hmm. that are slapped on the websites. So the Mm -hmm. first thing that you'll notice with ours is that it's part of the website. The branding and the IT team and the legal team all are all getting along. It's like yeah. it's beautifully branded cookie banners on your website. Yeah. And secondly, the thing that stands out is that any of the website visitors that use the free privacy portal, once they set their terms and conditions and they go back to that website, they'll never see one of those banners again. Okay. Because the website's accepting your terms and conditions for privacy. And you can go on to your privacy portal and you can change your terms and conditions for cookies and other things. And the website will will dynamically agree to those terms and you won't see that banner pop up again. Right. Right. You can think about kids, for example, you've got you've got like a 13 year old uh, teenager in your life as a parent. You can go and set those preferences. Now they go onto a website. We have a video game customer called Nebulae and they use this dynamic system, which allows parents to set their terms and conditions for who can track them and stuff. So. It's it's a it's sort of a three dimensional tool and it's mm-hmm. highly highly differentiated. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And easy to it's super easy to use to set it up on your website. It takes fifteen minutes and okay. and it's set up on any website. Whether you manage a hundred domains or whether you're whether you have your own personal you know uh, small business. Yeah, and it sounds like it's it's very user friendly um, because you folks are an extension of that team. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in the first thing that you notice when you go onto a website that has a really intrusive cookie banner is mm-hmm. you can tell the marketing team and the IT team and the legal team are like arm wrestling. They right. have to put this thing on, but it's ugly. It looks like a, it, it's who can read that. Right. It, you know, you want to go into a website or I've been in situations in Europe where we have a lot of customers where 
I've been like rushing to catch an airplane and I can't, I have to accept the terms and conditions for the, for the airline. Right. But I don't have time to read the contract and I'm right. in the privacy business. Right. So it right. actually makes no sense to have these contracts that you have to read and accept before entering into the store. Imagine if you walked into a shopping mall and you wanted to go into a fashion store and before they entered, they made you sign a contract mm-hmm. to, before you enter the, <laughs> enter the, enter before you can buy, you know, jeans right. and shoes. Right. That's what it's like right now for data. So we're getting rid of that process, making it possible to be pre-qualified and making it so that brands can design the experience as while being compliant with the law and building better relationships. And I'm sure too, your analogy of walking into a, a, a store, having to sign that contract, you know, hypothetically, every time you walked into the store, not only is it a burden for the company, but it's also a burden on the customers too, and may affect Absolutely. how they view the usage of that, of that website, right? Absolutely. These cookie banners, if you go to the UK or France or Germany right now and you ask people about cookie banners, they're going to swear. Like they're just going to go, I hate these things because yeah. they pop up and they're here, but they're here to stay. And um, they're actually coming to the United States and Canada in force. Both the United States and Canada have upped their enforcement regulations on this subject because it's controversial. Mm-hmm. Even though these banners are ugly, the fact is, is that cookies are tracking devices they can live on your phone, your tablet, and your computer forever. Mm-hmm. And our our data is being bought and sold in ways where our, our behavior and our profiles are being right. formed and shared in ways that are clearly an invasion of privacy. So what's the solution? We need a way that's where where average people can can agree to these terms without having to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know what that's interesting too? Like I run companies. I don't always read these terms and conditions. I have a lawyer that works for the company or a procurement right. officer. Right. So what, what if technology could help solve the problem that everyday consumers don't have a lawyer handy or a procurement team? Right. We are essentially like a lawyer or a procurement team on your phone that's helping consumers to represent yeah. consumers and then making it easier for websites to go through the process of that contract. Because as you say, Kelsey, what brand wants to put a contract in front of somebody at the front of the store? And what you what customer wants to have to you sign it? It's a terrible feeling too to accept the, this contract, knowing mm-hmm. that I didn't read it, mm-hmm. that I don't know what mm-hmm. you're going to do with my data. Or um, also too, I know for me personally, I'm like, what are they taking? I don't, exactly. I don't know exactly what data they're taking. It could be, exactly. it could be any number of things. Exactly. So you own you is our platform for privacy. It's a privacy portal that iVirtual makes that makes consent um, possible, and we mm-hmm. all. Without without it being you know something that is frustrating, meaningful consent is possible. Mm-hmm. Where you can go about your regular life and mm-hmm. you can have trust that the data that's being collected on you mm-hmm. um, is aligned with the data that you want to be shared. And yeah, if you absolutely. change your mind or a website owner's performance changes, like you wake up one day and you read in the newspaper about a company that has a problem, you can mm-hmm. go into the portal and you can change those settings. Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, you can. And we've also developed uh, a data subject access request. So you can ask that brand for all the data that they have on you. And you can ask them to delete the data they have on you. And they're legally obligated to do it. We make it possible to ask and we make it possible for the brand to do it in a way where it's automatic. Because most responsible brands, they 
they don't, they're not trying to store data or, or surreptitiously share it or, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, so right. we, we make it possible for people and brands to kind of get along on this subject and yeah. for us to, for average people to kind of have that classic trust, but verify, that's always a good mm-hmm. thing, right? I mm-hmm. trust you, but I want to verify. And that's what the tool does. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So talk to me about that target audience. I know we talked a little bit about parents. We talked a little bit about the average person. Break that, break that down for me. Who, who would your target audience be? Well, first and foremost, we're selling a software that website owners need to have. And mm-hmm. um, they have to have it. Some jurisdictions aren't uh, enforcing the laws yet, but it's coming. So mm-hmm. we focus maybe 80% of our attention so far in Europe. And now we're doing about 20 to 20% every month increasing in the United States and mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to brand owners and website owners who, are, who want to create trust with their customers. They yep. don't want to be caught up in the data swamp, that surveillance capitalism yep. data swamp where they're like, they actually, we, we run a, we run a free service where we can analyze the website and show the website owner what cookies are being used and what yeah. you're tracking. Wow. I'm telling you 90% of the website owners we talked to hadn't, didn't realize that they're actually tracking and sharing data to third parties. 90%? I'm telling because so many website owners use aggregated technologies where they're just using a technology plugin and that technology plugin is deploying a a tracking cookie of some kind. So, So our audience, right, really we're in the education mode where we're helping website owners to understand their responsibilities and their options. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of free stuff with website owners to Mm -hmm. help them to be able to make good choices. We do a lot of education with users. And then ultimately our customers are the ones that say, okay, I either have a consent management software that's not working for me and I'm going to switch to uh, iVirtual's You Own You, or we're helping organizations of all sizes to make their first consent management software decision. And all with the idea that these consent obligations, we can convert them you can, mm-hmm. from being obligations to being trust building opportunities and branding opportunities. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about how you reach those um, those organizations. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, um, so far, the best approach for us has been to work with our customers who are reaching out to their customers. Okay. So take Loanhood in the UK, for example, has a great, one of our customers, they have a great newsletter. Zomato is a restaurant engine, global mm-hmm. restaurant. They have a great newsletter. They've, they've been promoting us in Portugal as a, as a, their okay. first market. Um, okay. And so we, we work with our customers so that they can tell the story to their users. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, secondly, we we ha- we do our we do our best to produce content to help explain these complicated ideas right. um, and share them with as many people as possible. But frankly, we're a fairly new organization. We launched our product, our UNU consent management software, was launched in the spring. Uh, yeah. Data subject access yeah. request product has just been launched, and we're coming at the world with this kind of transformational approach. Mm-hmm. And um, we we try to tell our story wherever possible. But frankly, it's part of how we, we'd love to find better ways to tell a story, because every time we tell it, people go, wow, that is so frustrating to me. And this sounds like a, a really great solution. So profound. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you folks launched in the spring. Talk to me about how how you were able to grow your business. Well, we're growing our business because. The, pr- the problems starting in Europe are really quite um, uh, conspicuous for brand owners. They, mm-hmm. They're frustrated. So we've been working with some of our sales channels and some of the partners who are either on the branding or on the IT side. Mm-hmm. 
who are mm-hmm. connecting with decision makers. So it's really important for us to be able to to be uh, a solution that can be promoted through different channels. Mm-hmm. And so some of our customers are, are able to come to us and say, you know, this this consultant or this IT professional recommended that we look at you. And then what we, we just go through the process of educating the customers about, about what their choices are. So typically, if a customer wanted to learn about us, it would take 10 minutes to do a product demo mm-hmm. and we can do staging environments for larger customers. So they can test them out. Or for many of our customers, they're they're sold right away, and, and quite literally, twenty minutes later, they can have the the right. software up and running on their website. Right, and it sounds like that main focus is that brand awareness because once people realize the value in your software, they're like, "Oh, uh, it makes perfect sense. I understand. I want to know more." Exactly, exactly. That that's exactly where uh, where we get traction is people want to know more. Um, and then I think that as we grow. Uh, in the United States and Canada, there are organizations, especially, say, um, universities and colleges, sports clubs, independent schools, and even public schools. They all have real problems with this data tracking, and they're mm-hmm. scratching their head about what to do. Right. So we started doing we started doing conversations with, especially with organizations whose okay. constituents are young people, and they have kind of a special responsibility not to be a place where a young person has to go to the website. They go. A cookie mm-hmm. is installed on that young person's phone. Right. And now you're tracking a, a minor, which is violating all sorts of privacy laws. Right. And it's just the wrong thing to do, especially for a school. Right. Right. So talk to me a little bit about um, how, what has been the most successful social media channel for you folks to be able to educate, um, you know, the different the different people that you're trying to reach, the different companies. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, in terms of success, when we're when we get our message across on Twitter, well, frankly, we get great feedback. It's a great way to 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 share uh, information. LinkedIn has been fantastic for us in terms of longer form to be able to actually unpack some of the issues with professionals who are in the privacy area, mm-hmm. also policymakers who are interested in this subject, um, whether it's a policymaker for an organization or for a government. You know, these, the issue of privacy is kind of orbiting all parts of our lives. So once you touch on it in LinkedIn, it becomes a, an area where the, the audience becomes quite large. So right. those are the two those are the two areas where we've had the most success. Instagram and Facebook, we have a small presence, but we have kind of also, um, we, we still are trying to find our voice in those spaces because in some ways we want to see those social media outlets to improve the way that they do privacy. And but it doesn't mean we won't, won't want to participate. And by the way, our view on all these subjects isn't to um, criticize um, the results. It's to look at the the intention. And the intention Absolutely. of most website owners and application owners isn't mm-hmm. to steal data or to abuse people's privacy. It, right. It, so yeah, most organizations are trying to build trust and try to become trusted partners. So any social media channel where we can really focus in on the idea of trust. As, mm-hmm. the, as a gateway to building better relationships, that's mm-hmm. terrific for us. And everyone agrees, you cannot have trusting relationships with your customers if privacy is not, um, is if you're not achieving privacy. If you're violating privacy, you, you simply cannot get to trust. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So 
Chris, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate kind of like the engagement that we had about privacy, about meaningful consent and the intent of different trusted websites. And, you know, I loved I loved your tagline that you folks are making sure that average people can agree to the terms without being a lawyer. I think that, you know, that sums up you know what you folks are doing really, really well. Thanks, Kelsey. I really appreciate talking with you. Absolutely. And before we head out, I do have one more question for you. Sure. So what would be one thing, both professionally and personally, that you hope to be celebrating in this next year? Oh, that's a great question. We are aiming this year to have 3000 websites using our our software. And what we want to see is it's kind of a movement where all of our users are able to embrace the idea that average people can set these terms and conditions mm-hmm. and that uh, that personally, I, I can't wait to be able to navigate from all of those websites without ever seeing a cookie banner because you won't. You, if I go from website to website to website, you won't see a, a legal agreement pop up because each of those websites will be agreeing to my terms and conditions. That's Phenomenal. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to see that uh, that lack of a cookie banner myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you so much. I've got Chris here, the CEO of iVirtual Technologies. Chris, thanks for being on the show again. Thanks so much. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io. W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.